He's played football, University of Michigan, and he can tell his story. Um, but I just want you to know that with obstacles, right, that you face and with pain, I always like to say your pain has a purpose. The purpose for your pain is not for you. It's for somebody else, right? The most passionate people that I ever met in my life are people who have failed, who've been hurt, and for whatever reason, once they had the opportunity to make it through, they never look back, and their passion comes through in everything that they do. And people want to say, why are you so passionate about mentoring? Well, mentoring saved my life. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, Ida B. Wells housing project. My mom died when I was 14, crack cocaine in 94. My father was in prison. I was practically homeless. A friend mom took me in because I wasn't game banging selling drugs. I met a man in 97 at Marquette University named Steve Robertson. He became my mentor. And I just needed one chance. I took advantage of that one chance. He helped me get to college and I never looked back. And I called him up my senior year in 2002. I said, Mr. Robertson, first of all, let me just say thank you. And he said, thank, thank me for what? I said, I want to thank you for mentoring me. If you did not mentor me, I would be dead or locked up. And I said, secondly, the reason why I'm calling is to ask you, how do I pay you back? And he quietly responded. He said, the way you pay me back is to do what I did for you for somebody else. I was 22 years old, about to become a teacher. I had just got my degree, right? And I became a teacher and I said, okay, I'm gonna start my journey as a teacher to go into the classroom to get about 30 kids from similar circumstances as me and do what he did for me for them. That was 16 years ago. I'm still in the school building right now I'm doing the same stuff. Why? That passion, it came through my pain. Here's what I want you to do, like Logan, Find your passion. Failure, never find it. Let's give it up for my man Logan. Let's give it up for him. Your flow, man, your world. Man, appreciate it. Thank you. Smell mentoring, brother. Yes, Glad sir, you're yes, here, sir. man. Thank you. Hey, give it up for him. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. First off, y'all, it's a blessing to be here. Um, give a hand for yourself, man. I appreciate y'all being here. The likelihood, of, the likelihood of being here in this room together today, man, is a trillion to one. And you were chosen. You were here for a purpose. So before we start anything, I want us all to stand up by our heads. God, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for this fellowship. We want to thank you for this time together as young men. We want to thank you for this opportunity to grow. We pray that we can focus on right now. We want to focus on that. Why? Let these young men focus on people coming behind them, Lord. <clears throat> and stay with them, walk with them. We know it's outside. We need to cultivate what we have in here, that community, that family, that love. In Jesus' name, walk with us and guide us. Amen. Amen. All right. I always start like that because my grandma, you know, she's from Mississippi, down south grandma. She said prayer changed everything. Prayer changed everything. So for us here, it's one of us going through it. I understand. I feel your pain. I don't know you, but I feel your pain. Because I see myself in you. All of us sitting here. 
I'm from Peoria, Illinois. I got 10 siblings. Make a long story short, I grew up in the dope house. At 12 years old, I was selling drugs, had guns, this, that, and third. And that's what I thought my life was. Um, I have a, people, some people in my life that I looked up to that are my blood family. I wanted to be just like them. But I took the wrong way. So what I had to do was, man, I had to make a shift. And I had to go through life and I had to take some of those L's that he was talking about earlier. So understand that when we go through something and when we fail, that's okay. It's okay to take an L, but it's not okay to stay there. If I walk up to you right now, my man, and slap you. You may think, oh, he big, but you're you going to get it in with me, though, right? You're going you gonna to throw him. So when it comes to life and we take that L, we go to a job or something like that, we get denied. Or if we get a bad grade, we got to have that same intensity, right? Because whether you know it or not, you competing with a million other kids your age all around this globe for one job. What's some of our end goals at the end of the day? Like if we can do anything, be anywhere, live any life, what would we be doing? Randomly, somebody, go ahead. You, if you could do anything in the world, what would you be doing? Hooping, okay. What about you, big dog? Making music, okay. What about you? Being an artist, clap it up for him, clap it up for him, clap it up for him. What about you, big dog? It's okay, we can come back to it. All right, what about you? Clap it up for him, and he is, and he is, and he is. <clears throat> and what we want to do is we want to take ownership of that now. I want you to speak into existence. And I get so passionate when I get a chance to speak because I remember being a dirty kid, 12 years old, P.R. Illinois in the soup kitchen, just me and my OG, you know, doing what we could. We had to go there so we can eat. And while I go through the line, I could just hear him talk about, oh, fat, greasy. And I got on a pair of Starberries at the time. Who remembers what those are? Well, long story short, Starberries were Stefan Marbury shoes that were at Stephen Berry's for $13.99. Me being at this time right now, we ain't had too much anything. It's me and my mom. My real father wasn't around because he decided to let the world take him from his family and decided to let his infidelity take him out of his kid's life. So what's next? I have to be the man in my house at 12 years old. And my OG, she going through it, she's struggling. And I see that and I feel that pain. I internalize that pain. So what I want y'all to do is understand that why and understand that those people that love you no matter what, they depend on you, my brother. They depend on you to get to the point where you can get to that dream. You can come back and celebrate with them. Because it's, it's not your obligation to save nobody at all. It's your obligation to try as hard as you can to get to the point where you're successful. And for anybody, that's different. For me, I want to be back in the NFL. I want to be back on the team, put on another 49er helmet, Bears helmet, one of those. So for all of us here, understand that your path is different. You cannot compare. So going into it, first thing I want to go to, somebody read this for me. If we can get it to go, hold on. One second. There we go. What's this right here? Who remembers this? Who's seen this? Anybody at all? I feel like this epitomizes failures never final perfectly. We're going to get knocked down time and time again, man. But it's on you to make a decision to get back up and to push forward. Somebody read this for me. And I already know y'all know who that is. Go ahead, right here. Go ahead, read it. Yep. Yeah. Every, bus, every basketball fan in the world should feel good 
for D Rose. Tonight was a explain example of never giving up on yourself and when others believe in you, amazing things can happen. I'm smiling like I scored fifty. Congrats to a good dude. Clap it up for him, clap it up for him, clap it up. Powerful. This is so powerful because they wrote, wrote him off, right? They said he was done, right? But he had the audacity to believe in ourselves. So I want y'all to, he had the audacity to believe in himself. So I want us to do is believe in ourselves. Because when it comes down, when it falls down, and life slaps you upside the head, you feel like you knocked down, you have nowhere else to go. Remember, you have value, but you got to be the one to pick yourself up because fair is never final. You're only going to lose if you quit. But if you quit, who will remember you? What will your legacy be? Things like that I want us to remember. So <clears throat> the next one, I want us to remember to trust the process. No matter what you go through, trust the process. I remember getting to University of Michigan. I was real blessed in recruiting, four-star recruit, 35 offers from everywhere you can think of. So I get to University of Michigan. Um, and when I get there, one of the best left tackles of this generation was there. So what did I have to do? How you doing, brother? Good, good. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What I have to do? I had to wait. I had to trust the process. I had to <clears throat> get to the point where I understand, understood that what I was going through was making me who I needed to become. So for us moving forward, y'all, I need us to understand that even if they don't believe your dream, that's fine. It's not their business, too, to be honest with you. When I was 13 years old, one of my pastors told me, you're going to travel all around and speak. I ain't believe it. But two and a half years later, I've been to probably nine different cities in my last tour. And this one coming up now is the third city. So understand that when you down and out, you got to trust that process. All right, so the next one, I want you to get a little interactive. When I say no surrender, I want you to say no retreat. No surrender. No retreat. No surrender. No retreat. No surrender. No retreat. No surrender. No retreat. We need to have that mindset, man, because when we go through it, the world don't want to see you win. They love, they love to see failure. They love to see people do something and get knocked down for where they were at. Think about it. If Malcolm Little was in today's society, would he be able to become Malcolm X? What you think? What do we think? Why? Who was Malcolm Little at? Who was Malcolm X, excuse me, at 19 years old? Who knows who Malcolm X is? Yep, just your oh, yeah, quick definition. What do we think? What do we think? Who was Malcolm X? Um, yep, just what you think. Yep, clap it up for him, clap it up for him, clap it up for him. <laughs> right here, right here, right here. Clap it up for him, clap it up for him, clap it up for him, clap it up for him. <laughs> Malcolm Little eventually became Malcolm X, but when he was 19 years old, give or take, he was considered Detroit Red. He was considered a pimp. 
the other guys. A thug, as some people would say today. And as we know, a thug is only the hate that you give that the babies growing up have to deal with so they become this way, but they don't get that. When they see you walking down the street, they don't understand your rhyme or reason. And the thing I want us to, to do next is, who knows what implicit bias is? Anybody at all? If we don't know it, that's okay. We got a little quick exercise. Anybody know? All right, come up here for me. I need two more volunteers. Come right up here for me. And let me get you, yep, you, you two, come up here for me right here. Do a quick exercise. Come right here and just stand and face us. All right, so now let's look at these three men up here. One of them is a doctor, one of them is a surgeon, and one of them is the plug. Who is who and why? Why? Somebody, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, somebody. Help me out, help me out, come on, come on. And it's okay, there's no wrong answer at all, there's no wrong answer, go ahead. Okay, okay, and that's fair. Clap it up for him. Clap it up. Okay, why we think that? Because, one, that's how society would portray that. He's dark skinned and he has a bad dad on Yep, 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 yep. So that's perfect. Clap it up. See, that, that was important information we got right there. And that's exactly what implicit bias is. Implicit bias is that when I see you and you see me, I think one thing of you, and I don't know you, but from how I've been dispositioned and what I've learned about people that look like you, that's what I think. So we gotta be aware, man. My next point, be aware. Say it with me. Be aware. Be aware. Be aware. Be aware. Be aware. Because we have to, man, because when he see you and he that bandana and the things that he known to go with that bandana he don't know you he don't know that you about to blow in the music game he don't know that you somebody's son nephew uncle brother he don't know that all he see is that fear and if you think i'm lying go watch the video how you shoot that boy 16 times they said he was dead after the first one and then what made me so mad they gave the man 80 months 80 months and then there's 3,800 people in america now african-americans doing life for non-violent crimes Crazy, right? So we got to understand that implicit bias because when he sees you and he gets scared in them three seconds, you could be gone. And the reason I say that is Louis Cruz, Turbo, my boy, was murdered in the South in the Peoria about six months ago. And the thing that really grinded my gears and made me mad is that that could have been my little brother. And this is how the situation went. The guy pulled over. He got out the car. He started running. No matter what happened, in three seconds, they seen that man get shot down like a dog on national TV. So now them three babies he have, they're going to see that. And they're going to see how they said it was a good shoot. So what I want us to do is be aware because when it comes down to it, he's scared. He don't know nothing else but what he's thought and what he's seen to people that look like you, right? So we got to be on point. Who's seen the uh, Bronner-Pacquiao fight? Right here. Perfect case of not being aware. What happened in that fight, young man? Yeah, yeah, but what else? What is like the most egregious thing? And that just means like, dang, like you really tripping. So. And we'll explain to us that haven't seen it, what, what he was doing. Looking like a goofy, right? 
on national television. So, man, we need to be aware because this fight he was going through, for us that didn't get a chance to watch it, in the last round, let's guess how many punches he threw. Let's guess. At least one. He only landed eight. Eight, man. And then afterwards, afterwards, he was so unaware, he on TV popping off, acting like he really just won this fight. When he seen Manny Pacquiao go 1997 on his face. So, man, what we have to do is we have to understand that it's competitive, right? And I was voting for my, I was really rooting for my man to win. But now you just jagged your opportunity. You could have maybe fought Money Mayweather. But now, we're your opportunity. So that's to the point I want to make to us, man. These opportunities are once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. These people are once in a lifetime. And please, please give it back up for this man right here. Because whether you know it or not, this right here, this right here where y'all at is holy ground, man. This is holy ground. To the world, champs to the world is elite. So I want to say, be elite. Be be elite. be because you are elite, man, and you're on holy ground, right? So you have to set that standard for people coming behind you, right? Because I don't even know your little cousin, but I want you to take something from today and put it in his head, right? So then he can get here to the point that you're at. And now when you get on, you can come back and you can help somebody out. Fair's never final non for profit 501c3 is my foundation. I started in Peoria, Illinois. And the whole premise of that is for us. More times than not, we get fed this live from a screen. We got to be this hypo-aggressive and super-masculine person to be dealt as okay or not mess with. That's fool, man. That's not the truth. To me, a man is what? Somebody that protects, provides, right. is a priest to his family. So, men, understand that when we're not aware and we're out there, we know what can happen. But let's build this up. Build this up. That makes sense? Next slide. All right, so when I get to go places, I get so fired up and excited because where I come from, man. I got 10 siblings from one of the most segregated school systems in North America, right down the road in Peoria, Illinois. But from understanding my why, I was able to get this. Well, people that look like us are only less than 2% of the population, 2 or 3% of the population, dyslexic. So for us in here that have that 2.0, I need you to take some control, sir. Because if your job was depending on your grades and behavior in school now, where would you work at? And I don't want to get on you because I was one that struggled through it too, my brother. But you got to understand there's people coming behind you that need you to make it, right? It's people you haven't talked to yet that need you to get there. And my foundation, I love doing it because there's one of my mentees named Wesley. And the one thing he said to me struck me. I took him up here for the Jeremy Skullark um, Youth Award show. And afterwards, when we get home, we in the gas station. And he said, man, Logan, you know, when I can't see you, I cry sometimes. I ain't got no dad at home. And it's not because I'm a punk. It's because you make me feel like I am somebody. So that mentor that brought this man to the point he's at now, that created this infrastructure, why you can't be that? And I know you're going to be that. But why can't all of us in here bring one person with us? That makes sense? So what I want us to do, dedicate yourself to something outside of you. Because if it's just on me, I'll find a way out of it, right? If it's just about me, if it's not about Angela Tooley, I'll find a way out of it, right? So men, when you understand your why, you can come from nothing, out the mud, make something happen. You can lose it all and get it back. Just imagine that, man. All right, so now, moving forward. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Moving forward, this right here is what I'm most proud of.
a week from tomorrow, next year, my first book will be coming out. And I was the one in class where I had to read. I get real nervous before. I ain't going to lie to you, big bro. I go back and forth real, real fast because when you have dyslexia, the letters flip. So I'll be going back and forth real fast. And I had to talk in fourth grade one time and it was bad. We had a sub too. My first name is Latonia. So to set the tone off to the class, it's Latonia in class today. Everybody going crazy laughing. Thank you, sir. Have, but I internalized that. And I want y'all to understand that if y'all have haters, listen to them. Let that fuel you. The person that says you can't, you don't deserve it, you need to pay attention to them because more times than not, the people that's telling you all, oh, good job, good job. You look, that was, that was hot shit. That's not what you want, man. You want somebody that's gonna look at you with a stern eye and let you know what you're doing wrong and what you're messing up. So moving forward. Up. Oh. All right, so when I was on, I appreciate it too, brother, sorry about that. When I was on my way here yesterday, I was supposed to come to Chicago yesterday, but that didn't work out. But I had to be faithful to my call. I had to be faithful to the person that's blessed me with so much. So when I go through anything, a baseline of any situation, any adversity, I think it is. So somebody repeat this after me. E. 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 e, e, e plus R. Equals O. E. Plus, plus R, R equals, equals o. o. So right here, what event do I have? What's the last adversity that you had to deal with in your life, big or small? Right here. Last adversity you had to deal with in your life, big or small. You can't think of so? All right, somebody, somebody. Something you had to go through. Something you had to go through. Any situation at all. Somebody. Right here. I just buried his cousin. Yep, hit on a motorcycle. What else? What else, man? What else, man? Excuse me. What else? What else? Something that we had to go through. Come on, anybody at all? Come on. Right here. What's something that we can apply E plus R equals O to in our life when we leave here today? We can do that by understanding that what event do I have, what response do I need, and what outcome do I want? That makes sense? So E. E, e plus R, plus R equals, o. equals O. E, e plus, R plus R equals O. All right, the next one, man, I want us to take ownership. Take ownership of who you are. Take ownership of your success. Take ownership of your school. Because, man, if you have a 2.0 now, I'm sorry to tell you, it's going to be very difficult to get into somewhere you probably deserve to be, right? One of the worst things in the world is being stuck somewhere you don't deserve to be. Right or wrong. So for us, we have to take ownership. So what's one example of taking ownership of our life that we can take from here today? Anybody at all? Random thoughts. And I want this to be a collaborative thing. I want to just talk at you the whole time. Right here. Like uh, many mistakes. What'd you say? Like many, uh, any mistakes you made. Yep, taking ownership of them. Yep, clap it up for them. Clap it up. What else something we can take ownership of? What's something we can take ownership of? Praying when we wake up. I was at a... A seminar, listened to a professor talk, and I don't know why I was even there. I randomly wandered into the union, and he was in there speaking, and he said, listen, one surefire way to change your life. Guess what it was? Guess what he said, y'all? What? Nope, it was even simpler than that. He said, when you wake up, pray. Say thank you. 
when you start your day with gratitude, the rest of your day is set, is set, right? So moving forward here, the one thing we can take ownership of is waking up and knowing who we are. We're kings, man. The screen is going to tell you one thing, but that's not true. You know what's in this building, but it's up to you to cultivate that and build that, right? That makes sense? Moving on. All right, somebody stand up and read it for me. Anybody go ahead. Come on, somebody. Y'all should be all jumping up at once. Come on, somebody. The more, the more interaction we get, the faster I'll be done. Come on. Somebody read, read that loud for me, big man. Yep. But you are, uh, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Yep, clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. For people that didn't hear it, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special possession. God's special possession, that really stuck out to me because from about the age of 11, my parents broke up until I left at 17. I ain't had a man in the house. And that made me resentful. It made me mad. It made me angry. And then when I got into high school, you know, started turning up, doing my thing, getting offers. I was even more mad. I'm a number three lineman in the nation. You can't come to a game, my man. Angry. I got your bloodline. I wear the number you wear. Why you can't be there? But I had to understand that I got a father no matter what. And the thing that made me so mad, why I feel like I was cheated is because I ain't grew up in no church. When I went there, they made me feel uncomfortable. I ain't really like it like that. But you have a father no matter what, man. So understand that when you walk, you got to walk with a little bit of strength sagacity to you because he with you, right? And this is where you at is what? Holy ground, right? So understand that. Understand where you at and understand that some shorty starving some apartments down the road from here that wish they had this opportunity. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it, man? We kings, but what are we going to do to build our castle today? That makes sense? And it says, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What does that mean when we hear that? What that mean when we hear that, man? Somebody, come on. Did it stop or something, Adrian? It stopped or 